Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. And then she said, Dr. Yeoman said, she said to me, you know, I was just sure that I would be the first person to be baptized the Holy Ghost because I've lived for God for so long and that's wonderful. And I've lived separated, clean, holy life. But said, you know, I see now that there's a whole lot of pride about me. I'm going to have to repent, first of all. You know, some people are so proud that they're humble. I'm humble and proud of it, you know. I'm humble, you know, and proud of it, you know. And some people are so proud that they're spiritual. You know, I'm so proud, you know, that I'm so spiritual. And some people are so proud that they're so holy. I'm holy, you know, and proud of it. Well, it's fine to be holy, and it's fine to be spiritual, and it's fine to be humble, but it's wrong to be proud of it. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the classic series, Understanding How to Fight the Good Fight of Faith by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. I remember reading from the pen of Dr. Lillian B. Yeomans. Now, she was a medical doctor that was raised up from a deathbed and then just devoted the rest of her life preaching divine healing, you see. And her, her father was a doctor, before her a medical doctor, and so was her mother. And they were actually Canadians. And so she went back over, even though they were living here in America and were actually become uh, naturalized Americans, but she would very frequently go back over to Canada to hold meetings. And so she said she had been over there holding some meetings, and a lot of folks had gotten saved and healed, but she hadn't dealt along the line of the baptism of the Holy Ghost at all, and nobody had received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And so she said uh, some of the folks, the meeting came to a close, and some of the folks said, well, couldn't you just stay over a few days with us and pray with us? Because they were having evangelistic type of meetings in a rented hall, maybe some private meetings just with the Christians, you know, that some of us at least would get filled with the Holy Spirit. And so she said, well, I have another appointment by next Sunday, but I could stay probably three nights, through Wednesday night, and then I could catch a train and get to where I'm supposed to go. And, but they'd had this hall rented. You see, there wasn't any church in these days at all, any kind of full gospel church in this particular city. And uh, we got, haven't got any place to meet because, you know, they just had that hall rented through this Sunday night and they couldn't get it any longer. Somebody else had got it. Where would we meet? Well, if you've ever been to Canada, they have, anywhere in the northern part of the United States, actually, they have very large barns. And so one fellow said, lived right at the edge of town, he had a great big barn at the time of the year that was empty, of course, and so he said, we could just use it. So they agreed, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, nobody come but folks seeking to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't anybody else come but those folks. And so uh, she said she stayed with the folks here in the home where they was going to have the meeting that night in the barn. And so the time came, they announced the meeting, you see, this last night, or these three meetings, actually. And folks were already coming, you know, and gathering for the service. And, and so she said, I was detained because I got a long-distance telephone call just about the time for me to go. And I was detained. Actually, I went back to the house because they came to get me to make, answer this call. And the, the folks that had come after me, they didn't go back. So there's no one there in the house but me. And I, I, I got the return of the call, and then I started back toward the barn. And I saw some man in the shadows, and it sort of scared me for a moment, you know. And he wasn't going in, you know. And as I got a little closer, I recognized this man. 
Now, he was one of the worst fellows. Actually, wasn't even saved. Now, his wife, for a number of years, had been a very outstanding Christian. And everybody just sure, because she was just about the most holy one of the bunch, that she'd be filled with the Spirit before anybody was. And, and her husband was just a... Oh, he was a decent person. Wouldn't hardly be seen with him. He had just anything you want to mention. And that's the reason she is so frightened when she first recognized. But he spoke to her and he said, I know you made the announcement that nobody come but Christians and folks who wanted to be filled with the Spirit. She said, that's right. Well, he said, could I go though? He said, I want to get saved and I want to be filled with the Spirit. She said, I saw God was dealing with him. He said that with tears. And I said, yes, come right on, come right on. And so she said, we went into the barn and actually we were having the meeting up in the loft. He climbed up the stairs actually it wasn't just a ladder but some stairs went up there ahead of me and I I followed him and when we got up there they were already praying because they didn't come for a Bible lesson they came to pray they're already seeking God and so she said he and I just knelt down by a bale of hay over here there's just a few bales there that we're using for an altar and said just in a few seconds time with tears he repented and God saved him and then he threw up his hand and began to praise God and said we hadn't been there 10 minutes till he began to speak with other tongues now these people, see this was new to them, they had never heard anybody speak with other tongues. And when they heard some man speaking with other tongues, or a man's voice, they all opened their eyes and looked to see who was doing it, and they saw the worst wretch of the community, the worst sinner of the bunch, talking in tongues. And you know, some of them's eyes just popped out on stems, you know, and some of them's batting their eyes like a toad frog in a West Texas hailstorm. They just couldn't understand how that could happen. And of course, this woman, she couldn't believe, the wife, she couldn't believe her eyes. And when it dawned on her that her husband had gotten saved and filled with the Spirit, well, she jumped up and rushed over there and knelt down beside him. Of course, there they hugged one another's neck. And he said, well, you've got a new husband. You know, I'm a new man and so on. And then she said, Dr. Yeoman said, she said to me, you know, I was just sure that I would be the first person to be baptized the Holy Ghost because I've lived for God for so long and that's wonderful. And I've lived separated, clean, holy life. But said, you know, I see now that there's a whole lot of pride about me. I'm going to have to repent, first of all. You know, some people are so proud that they're humble. <laughs> I'm humble and proud of it, you know. I'm humble, you know, and proud of it, you know. And some people are so proud that they're spiritual. You know, I'm so proud, you know, that I'm so spiritual. <laughs> and some people are so proud that they're so holy. I'm holy, you know, and proud of it. Well, it's fine to be holy, and it's fine to be spiritual, and it's fine to be humble, but it's wrong to be proud of it. <laughs> and you need to repent of that, pride. Pride goeth before destruction. Because what have you got that you didn't get from the Lord? And so here this woman got out on her knees and began to cry and pray and said, Dear God, forgive me. I need to repent just as much as he did. <laughs> Maybe not of the same thing, but I still need to repent of my religious pride and my false humility. And of course, when she repented right away, then she is filled with the Spirit. <laughs> she began to speak with tongues. And it just swept over that whole crowd. And they didn't even have to wait around two or three nights. I mean, they nearly all of them was filled the first night with the Holy Ghost. You see, when you get in line with God's Word, it works. Now, what, ha what, what happened here? Let's sum this up. Let me see you what, show you what I'm talking about. You see, actually, these people were all new creatures, except this one man. And he came in, became a new creature. But, you see, a lack of understanding of what it means to be a new creation or a new creature hindered their faith, kept their faith in working, actually kept them from being filled with the Holy Ghost. 
I see that all the time. I had people say to me, I know he was preaching there in, in Pasadena, Texas, in the First Assembly of God Church where Brother Goodman's pastoring, and, and there was a Baptist lady. She said to Brother Goodman and I one morning after the service, like a service like this, said, I want you all to pray for me. He said, I see since coming to these days' service, I've got my eyes open. I never saw this experience before. But I see that the Baptist and the Holy Ghost with evidence speaking other tongues is for us today, and I want to be filled with the Spirit. Y'all pray for me. Well, Brother Goodman said, there'll never be a better time than right now, sister. Oh, no, no. She said, I couldn't be filled this morning. Well, he said, why? Well, I'm not good enough. I'm not ready yet. I've got to do a little bit more digging, you know. Well, now, Brother Osteen, you know, the Baptist evangelist, he was standing close by, and this lady was a member of a church, still a member of, of a Baptist church that he had formerly pastored over at Baytown, Central Baptist Church in Baytown, Texas. And so he, he stepped up because he was close by enough to hear the conversation. So he stepped up and asked Brother Good. And I said, uh, Brother Good and Brother Hagin, may I say a word? I know this lady because I was her pastor. And so, of course, we said, well, sure. And he said, you remember me, don't you, uh, Sister So-and-so? Oh, yes. I sure, you were my pastor for several years, said I. In fact, your testimony, I read your testimony about being filled with spirits. The thing that caused me to start to go to full gospel meetings. And, and now, since coming here, I see the truth of it. I hadn't really seen it fully before, but it's fully revealed to me. Well, he said, now, you want to be filled with spirit? Oh, yes, sure do. Well, like Brother Goodwin said, there'll never be a better time than now. Well, yeah, but I'm not good enough, and I, I've got a little more digging to do first. Brother Osteen smiled and said, may I ask you a question? Now, he said, I know, of course, that I was your pastor for several years. You was a member of my church. But he said, you know, it's not, not being a member of the Central Baptist Church or the First Assembly of God Church that makes you a Christian. I want to know, have you really been born again? Do you really know Jesus, your personal Savior? Oh, yes, he said, Brother Osteen, I know the Lord as my personal Savior. I have been born again. Well, fine. He said, do you believe that uh, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ has cleansed you from all sin? Oh, yes, yes. He said, then you are born again, blood-washed child of God. Yes, he said, I am. He said, I want to ask you one more question. Do you believe if you were to die, just say, for instance, right now, while you're talking to brother, to me and Brother Egg and Brother Goodwin, you just had a heart attack, fell dead right here in the church. Uh, where, where would you go? Why, she said, I'd go to heaven. But he said, if you're good enough to go to heaven right now, you ought to be good enough to get a little more heaven in you. <laughs> Beside that, if the blood has cleansed you, in other words, you're a new, what he's saying is, you're a new creature in Christ. Recognize that. And you know, it dawned on that woman, just like it's, she said, well, yeah, that's right, I don't have any digging to do, do I? <laughs> yeah, she said, I'm clean. The blood's cleansed me. If there's any known sin in my life, I don't know it. If there was, I'd confess it. But I'm clean by the blood. Well, I said, you fellas, just lay your hands on me, I'll be filled right now. And I'll tell you, Brother Osteen, Brother Goodwin, and myself, we reached a hand out, you know, uh, uh, instantly, you know. And I don't think either one of us had barely touched her until she threw up both hands and started talking in tongues. You see how it helped her faith? You see, here was a hindrance just a moment ago. You can see a moment ago her faith was hindered. No, I, I couldn't receive this morning. I'm not good enough. I've got a little more digging to do, see. But the moment she saw what the scripture said, I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. I have been born again. I am blood washed. Praise God. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. 
What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It's not what I did that got me ready. It's what he did for me. He got me ready. I'm talking about really things that will hinder us and the lack of knowledge and not knowing the truth will hinder your faith, you see, and keep you from receiving from God the blessings that God intended that you should have. For he's God. Hallelujah. Isn't that right? You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, a Heart of Faith package. The book, Listen to Your Heart by Ken Hagan and the single CD, The God Kind of Faith by Kenneth E. Hagan. These are being offered for a price of $15.95. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Well, this week, honey, oh, we yeah. are going to be in Living Faith Crusade in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Right. That starts Sunday, June the 8th through the 10th. That is Joy, Joy Christian, Christian Center. Center. Yes. With Pastor Brian and Shelley Goldberg. Uh-huh. And then... June the 11th through the 13th, that same week. That's Wednesday night. That's yes. Wednesday night. The other one is Sunday night through Tuesday night. Wednesday night through Friday night, we're going to be in Stevens Point, Wisconsin at the Good News Fellowship there. So, so we're I don't excited. think we've ever been in Wisconsin. I, I don't think I've ever preached in Wisconsin. <laughs> I've preached in Minnesota because I've preached in uh, Minneapolis before. Yes. We're going to be there. We'd like to see you come That's out right. and be with us. It's going to be an exciting time. You know, it's heating up down in the south, so come uh-huh. on up there and be with us in the north and get some cooler weather, all right? <laughs> That's right. Because usually it's cooler up there. Sometimes yeah. they get heat up there, That's too. That's right. Make plans to join us next week at the same time and station for more of the series, Understanding How to Fight the Good Fight of Faith. That's next week here on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.